Welcome to another episode of Waiver Wired presented by FanDuel. If if I sound just exhausted, because I am. Week four has me physically, mentally, fantasy football exhausted. Uh, I'm joined each and every week by Jennifer Piacenti. Jen, how are you today? I am also exhausted, Jerry. I don't know you about you, but all these postponements and injuries and maybe our player is playing and maybe he's not. It's been a lot. I mean, at least we have a solution now, but yeah. It's Man, it started crazy. off with drama. And, you know, I, I want to preface this. Let me just preface it by saying, obviously, there are things more important than our fantasy football mm-hmm. leagues. And we just, we want everybody to be okay. All right, that's it. That's all we want. That is way more important than fantasy football. Now that I've said that, this is terrible for fantasy football. I'm not saying like boo-hoo, right? Again, there's other worse things going on with all this. But uh, yeah, I had to then figure out a Mahomes situation that I had. Mm-hmm. I, I out of nowhere picked up Nick <laughs> yeah, Mullins, Mullins. Yeah. Uh, just because he's, you know, another night game. Or just to buy myself more time is what I was doing until the official... Yeah. Official word. Then I have a Kelsey situation in our auction league, mm-hmm. which we are not allowed to. I, I guess pickups are over. the The free agency wire is closed, Saturday. so yeah. I am just. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Although our awesome commissioner is saying that he may make an exception for anyone who's literally going to be missing a player. Although I don't think it's going to happen. Um, then you factor in Devontae Adams a Monday night game time yeah. decision. So I sneakily had to pick up uh, Gage for that matchup in case Adams doesn't play. I'm gonna Gage was available. Keep, well, this, That's an not in our auction awesome league. This was in a 12-team. But st- but even in a 12-team, that's awesome. Yeah, Good. that's, that's in my league with the football player. Um, Good. And then, you know, we talked about all those trades and stuff that happened, and then Eckler was a part of it, injured. Connor was a part of it, not playing. Like, it just has not been... Playing. It's been It's been draining. Um, were you affected by any of the scheduling uh, stuff oh, going yeah. on with COVID? Oh, yeah. No question about it. And I had to make all these moves. And I was uh, planning as if Kansas City was not going to play. I was dropping the Kansas City defense. I was doing all these things. And then, you know, once you drop them, you can't get them right back. So um, I'm okay with it. I felt like I did what I had to do for my insurance. Uh, There was one league that I decided I didn't like my substitute for Clyde Edwards-Alaire no matter what. So I was just going to put faith in it and take the risk that it was going to play rather than put in, I think it was Malcolm Brown or Zach Moss. Obviously that was the right choice in retrospect, but you don't know at that point. And even with the Pittsburgh, Tennessee stuff, I made a lot of moves. So, you know, this week, I think what we have to remember is nobody's going to go undefeated. I mean, if you do, wow, I'm really impressed, but you just have to do the best you can do because we're all going to have these curveballs thrown at us. It happened in the MLB season two and look what happened in the end. Miami Marlins are now going to the NLDS. So, you know, anything can happen. There's good news in the end. Uh, but, you know, that team was shut down for, I don't know, 12 days yeah. or something at one point. So, you, you know, and I know they're looking into what's gone on in Tennessee, but 
anybody can get this and it can happen and you just have to be prepared. And that's part of the, the thing about this season and what we have to know, what we have to plan for. And it's just like, you know, how my friend Howard Bender was saying this morning, look, you have life insurance, you have car insurance, get yourself 2020 insurance. Make sure you have plans for all of these things. Should something happen? I didn't have any plans. You want to know, you could see it by the fact that we have all these roster spots, which, you know, I normally, you know, I fill my roster out and yeah, I put someone on IR if they're, if it's someone I want to keep, if it's a keeper situation, I never really look at the IR spot because I never really carry mm -hmm. someone. Rarely do I carry someone that is on injured reserve that I'm hoping to come back. I just don't do it. So okay. now this year, you could obviously play with those spots. There's additional spots. I'd never had anyone backing up Kelsey. I was just going to get someone on his bye week Stream. as a replacement, and which is going to be yeah. you, by the way. And similar to Mahomes, you know, I... I What's the what's the goodness of like keeping Mahomes in a keeper league and then like drafting a quarterback or no, you're right or even carrying one and on your right roster? But now, after experiencing this, yeah, I'm gonna really try to back up the instead of having five running backs, which two of them will probably never see the field for me or those flyers. Where I was saying maybe last week, be risky. You don't know what's gonna happen. I'm actually taking a different stance this week. Back, like you said, back yourself up. Try to maybe get a little symmetry going when you're, with your positions in the event that this happens. You know, maybe you have to carry two quarterbacks. Maybe you have to carry two tight ends. Those are things I yeah. don't like to do. Well, here's the question, though. Do we have to carry two quarterbacks and tight ends? Because this is what we're going to figure out. When I was going to my wire, I was still able to find quarterbacks that I could stream in every league except the Scott Fishbowl League. That one I went ahead and got Kyle Allen and just as an absolute emergency backup. But all the other ones, I felt like I could get Tyrod Taylor or Teddy Bridgewater or somebody like that if I needed to um, for the future. And so I thought, okay, I'm okay not carrying them. Tight ends, you know, we've seen some new people emerge. We've seen Logan Thomas emerge. We've seen Moali Cox emerge. We've seen Dalton Schultz. And so those guys are still kind of out there. Um, and even a guy I might mention later for tomorrow night's game, Robert Tanya. Oh, that's you my know, guy for tomorrow. Uh, We're on the same he, Okay, well, I have another uh, well, guy. We could just do uh, so this together. That's my guy tomorrow. So, okay. I tried to pick him up we to back up Kelsey. That's who I'm going it's for in our pick. auction league. So in the event that- I think it's smart. You know, and it seems like that game's happening, good. right? So Chiefs, Pats, 7.30 yeah, or that's something. Happening. Great. But in the event You're that right. that didn't, that's who I was going to be begging our commissioner to like let me have. I'll, 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 I and I was willing to spend, I still have all $100 left of free agency money. I was willing to spend 10, 15 bucks on this. Yeah, um, totally. I, I see what you're saying. And I guess maybe this goes more for like 14 team leagues or and stuff like that yes. that are a little in deeper. Fort, exactly. But yes. as someone who was in this spot, um, you know, again, I had to pick up Mullins because that was just my strategy as a what if. I guess there there was some quarterbacks left in this league, but I'll be completely honest. It, I wanted to talk about this. This was also another decision I made, which sort of backfired. I think I'm going to be okay. And then we're going to recap all our FanDuel stuff. And we even have an update on the mystery contest. And then we'll also start actually recapping these games a little bit. I, you know, I've been struggling with the Drew Brees situation. I didn't love the yeah. matchup. I actually believe that the Lions defense is pretty frisky and pretty good. And, you know, still, mm -hmm. once I saw Michael Thomas out for sure, I, uh, this is mm -hmm. the one I'm carrying, Joe Burrow and Herbert. I have both rookies. So I'm looking at these mm -hmm. three, and I saw that Bengal-Jacksonville lineup, and I was kind of married to Burrow and FanDuel. I started Burrow, 
And him and Breeze basically played to a draw. They had the same amount of points. But Herbert, yeah. what a game. That was actually fun and I, to watch. Oh, my God. I had Herbert in Scott Fishbowl. I picked him up like as an emergency. And I thought I wouldn't get to use him until halfway through. And I was hoping he would cover me for Ben Roethlisberg's bye in week eight. Well, guess what? He still did cover me for Ben Roethlisberg, but in week four. And that was never supposed to happen. So that was totally, totally lucky. But what a game. And yet he still didn't win. I really want this kid to get a win, yeah. but I guess I also want Joe Burrow to get a win. Too. Well, Joe Burrow got his so, win today. Um, yeah. And then right did. out the gate, you know what? Let's start with that game. And then we're going to kind of maybe go around okay. the horn a little bit right out of the gate with that game. I, I, the, the Boyd Burrow touchdown callback was devastating. So devastating. He was my Vandal pick of the week. He was in both of our waiver wire lineups. He still had a, he good had a day, really good game, a, a very good day. But if he had had a touchdown on top of that and those yards, it would have been. Massive. Well, you don't really need to do any. You don't really need to worry about that. If you have Joe Mixon deciding to get all his points uh, in one week, all those grief. Joe Mixon fantasy owners who, you know, maybe thought they reached a little bit. Sometimes Joe Mixon is the fantasy player where you're like a victim of drafting in the 11th spot where you're kind of like, right. I like Mixon. I don't really want him, but yeah. like he really is the best running back that's left. But so for those of you who maybe felt like you were stuck with him, he really paid off for you. You won your week this week, I'm guessing. And I think a lot of people bought low on him. Um, and congratulations if you made that trade. Uh, also, you know, on the Jacksonville side of things, not, yeah. you know, it, it really is clear that that offense needs DJ Shark to be successful. He had a great game. Two touchdowns for my guy. I, I started him at flex in one of my season longs. Um, Me too. They're kind of returning to what we maybe thought they were. You know, they maybe overachieved a little bit the first two weeks. Um, James Robinson had a sort of pedestrian game, but all in all, very entertaining game. And I think the Bengals officially have quite a few players you could really now consider as must starts. And maybe Joe Burrow, he's still hitting his 300 yards. He's just not getting the touchdown throws. That's really what it is with Burrow. He's 36 right. attempts is fine. 300 yards is fine. Only one pick. He's not getting the touchdown passes that we're waiting yeah. for. And I think that if you're watching that, like you are, Jerry, that you know there's going to be positive regression. And eventually there's going to be one day that he throws for five touchdowns because he's going to. It's just the way the luck of the draw has been. It's not like they've only been running the ball, and that's why. There's just been situations like that called back touchdown from Boyd and all of these things like that. So eventually there's going to be a day. It's all going to land the way it all landed for Joe Mixon today. And we've been telling you guys, don't freak out about Joe Mixon. Don't panic. And for those of you who didn't, you were rewarded today, but it doesn't feel good. And I'll tell you who probably doesn't really feel good right now. Kenyon Drake owners. Yeah, there's Whoa. just, it's just, and not. he was taken around the same spot as Joe Mixon. And at this point when chase Edmonds is getting the touchdowns, um, it's a problem. Uh, just, it's really probably put a, a lot of, you know, there's probably a lot of fantasy owners who are sitting at one and three, hopeful, or maybe yep. two and two if they're lucky. And they took him in the first round. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, and I, from what I remember last year, he really just got all his points in like three or four games toward the end, That's right? He right. Came, so That's I wouldn't, right. obviously, yep. you're not benching him by any stretch, but or maybe you might have to start considering it, uh, Cause I'm actually, I, I would never, all right, well, I have a situation. I'm just going to, I need you to talk me off 
the ledge about okay. coming up. But All let's right. kind of shift over because we talked about Burrow and Breeze. Let's shift over to that uh, Saints-Lions game. Drew Brees started off the mm. game with a pick, just like I thought. Lions defense looking fr frisky. Wow, I made the right call. This is amazing. Uh, and then all hell broke loose in that game. There were several games it, by halftime where there were, it, the scores were almost at their over, their their fan their FanDuel sportsbook overs. Um, yeah, yeah. I want to say, is Kamara, is it almost like, I know quarterbacks win MVPs. I get it, but yeah. of the running backs, is Kamara kind of like the MVP of running backs right now? I mean, yeah, I think he's definitely uh, up there. And, you know, he's been picking up the slack with the Michael Thomas absence. Though today, Latavius Murray, perennial touchdown vulture, two touchdowns actually had more fantasy points than... Alvin Kamara, but Alvin Kamara just, you know, he was fighting through a lot of injury last year and he had a down year, but we all know that, you know, especially the way Drew Brees is playing, it's perfect for Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Emmanuel Sanders, yeah. six catches, 93 mm -hmm. yards, really good game. Yeah. Traquan Smith, four catches, okay. 54 yards, but the two TDs. Traquan Smith has been the much more consistent Drew Brees target when Michael Thomas mm -hmm. comes back, which one of those two do you think kind of keeps their fantasy relevance? I think it's actually going to be Trey. Yeah, Vaughan. I was going to say the same thing. He looked like mm -hmm. he had some fresh legs, wanted to play, had a little had a little grit to him. Different kind of target, yeah, and and just different, you know. And I think that's what he needs. Emmanuel Sanders. Don't be wrong; he's going to give you those games every once in a while where he's going to have a two touchdown game, and then everything else in between is going to be a goose egg, and you're just going to have to get lucky when you pick him. So, yeah, I think Traquan Smith can be a deeper threat and someone that might be more interesting as opposed to Michael Thomas. Now, do we? Do we keep Drew Brees in now? What are we thinking? Where are we at now? Week four in the books. Saints are two and two. Is Drew Brees still a starting fantasy quarterback? I think he is still. And, you know, in a 12-team league, all that means is he needs to be in the top 12. I think he probably still is right around there. But what you may want to consider is from week to week, if you see a better matchup, Maybe it's time to switch him out. Now, he's going to get Michael Thomas back. Right. He's going to get Michael Thomas back probably next week. So you don't want to drop No, him. no. I just don't you, think you yeah. should drop him. You definitely got to stick with him. Uh, the yeah. poor Lions, who easily could be sitting at three and one, you know, not even having yeah. a problem with the season, now sit at one and three. Stafford, who I wrote in my notes early, right after the first quarter, I'm like, I, I'm like, oh, I, Stafford needs Galladay. Stafford is an amazing fantasy quarterback with Galladay. And then his game kind of never really went anywhere. He had three touchdowns, 200 yeah. yards. It just doesn't, it's missing something. He looked rough after something. it got started. Yeah, I agree. Totally rough after it got started. However, he still did turn in a great fantasy quarterback. I mean, because you got him for nothing, right? You 28 fantasy points in a standard league. That's a lot more than Drew Brees. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's weird. I, I it's weird. It is, but it is very weird. Even weirder. Okay. And I'll, we might as well go there now because it's it's time, I think. And we might be here for a minute. So get comfortable right now, Jen. All right. I called this. And this you thought was maybe me just this. being like Dallas Cowboy hater, which I probably was. And also, you know, I have you love are. for Cleveland and the Browns are. are my team in law. But let's discuss point blank. What the? 
what the what the what is going on? Yeah. This is yeah. the worst defense I mean, I've ever seen in my life. It is the worst defense I have ever. It is so incredibly fresh. Literally, Jerry, they drive me to drink. I don't blame I, you. I, I mean, not I drank before. Not this. that my not that my <laughs> giants are no, I mean, any better, but um man. But that, what's oh, it's so frustrating. I don't know. Are they going to go sign Earl Thomas? I don't know. And I get that they passed on si signing like a great safety to get CD lamb and they got great offense, but this, there's no excuse for this. The thing is what, what Dallas has become is that team that you target in your yeah. fantasy leagues. Oh, they're facing Dallas. Start everybody versus yes. Dallas or you target in your FanDuel league and great. Go for it because you know what? Dak Prescott through his first ever 500 yards, 500 yards and did not win this game. Who puts their quarterback in that kind of a position? Dallas. Listen, listen. Okay. Let's let's now Sorry, that we're comfortable, got little, got you got your heated. cowboy Just fandom gonna... out. Now let's talk yeah. fantasy yeah. stuff. Yes. I played Dak Prescott today in the league with the football Good. player and I'm not going to win. And it's mainly because what? of him because no, meaning I played against Dak Prescott. It's mainly oh. because of him. Oh. And you know what? Yeah. I feel like because the Cowboys are such a shit show, for fantasy purposes, we, we, should, we should stop. Commissioners, listen to me. Stop counting Dak's points after the third quarter. Because they're ridiculous. <laughs> they're meaningless. No, I know they had the Falcons. I know they had the Falcons come back. Dak is trying to put the whole team on his back. You got to give him those points. It he counts, doesn't it counts. have to put listen. the team on his back. They have Ezekiel Elliott. They don't have to put the team no, on his back. No, the Browns' run defense is too good. You can't trust Ezekiel Elliott. Sorry, I hate to admit it, but the Browns' run defense is good. So it's gotta be Dak Prescott. And if you're coming from behind, you gotta do it. And I gotta say though, after all that, Baker Mayfield still coming out not good. Oh, stop it! Not he was good fine. as a fantasy no. quarterback. No, I was fine, fine. Literally almost triple the points, Dak Prescott. Almost triple the points. You know why? Because Jarvis Landry would be a better quarterback. Oh, stop it. Than um, Baker Mayfield. You know what else is super annoying? Uh, and again, I we we talked about on the last podcast with Fandle, we went heavy on this game. Um, and it paid off. CD Lamb, I had going in every Fandle yeah. match. Oh, you Yo, did? I had them all. Good I, for you. I had him going everywhere. Uh, That's a little awesome. Amari Cooper, not as much. And yeah. unfortunately for me, though, in a few that I got in a few FanDuel leagues that I had with like my Beckham and stuff like that, oh, I had Michael Gallup. So of all yeah. the 500 yards that Dak Prescott threw, five football fields worth of yards, Michael Gallup can only figure out 29 yards out of that. Yeah, but I don't think that. So I think this is what's going to happen. I think what we're seeing here with the Cowboys is similar to what we see with the Chiefs, where you have three or four really, really good receivers. Because last week, who was the one that got all the points? Michael Gallup. Yeah. By a lot. Yeah. It was a big difference. And he gets the only deep week target. he so did that. It's the only week out the of only four. Week but yeah, but the first two weeks, if you looked, he again had two different touchdowns called back that were long, like 37 yards, 40 yards. So it's really just the way it's falling. I don't think it has to do with him being Michael Gallup. I think it is going to be this way, unfortunately. And CeeDee Lamb, like we knew he had a bad matchup in the slot or a good matchup for him. Um, we knew it was going to be a CeeDee Lamb game. We know Amari Cooper's the number one. The only question is, why is it now going to Dalton Schultz or... You know, why is Cedric Wilson showing up? I don't know. But I still have faith in Michael Gallup. I just think it's going to be a little know. bit more of a lotto. I think that, obviously, um, you, 
Michael Gallup is a is still a, a a must start in especially in deeper leagues. But if you're in a 12 team and I don't, I just don't know. I think Amari Cooper is a must start. Okay. Mm, CD Lamb in the right position, like if he's your flex or right. if it's a three wide receiver, must start. But if Michael Gallup is your like one and a half or two, your second best receiver, I don't know if that's a must start if you have other options because he really is. There's a lot of variance with him. Um, right. There is. And I, like I said, that's like when you look at, um, you know, Sammy Watkins, like to me, that's someone that's really uncomfortable to start. He's so good. He's great. He could have a two or three touchdown game. He's great. But we just don't know what game he's going to be great. It's not like you get a solid floor. You get no solid floor from Sammy Watkins. You get no solid floor from Michael Gallup. What you do get is a very high ceiling. So you have to decide when you're putting together your lineup, like, what do you need? He's a home run hitter. And those, those tend to scare me. Waiver Wired is proud to be presented by FanDuel Fantasy. Week five of NFL is coming up and we are entering our fantasy lineups on FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free this NFL season. No deposit required. And this year, FanDuel is now offering daily snake drafts. Snake drafts are the simplest way to try daily fantasy. Draft live just like season-long fantasy, but with winners every game day. The best of seasonal drafting with DFS all in one. How it works, you just find a daily snake draft, draft your team live. Drafts start as soon as the contest fills. You and your opponents will draft six players in a six-round draft with 30 seconds per pick. Unlike other FanDuel contests, there is no salary cap. Jerry, why are you excited for daily snake drafts? Well, obviously I love my drafting teams. Uh, I do as many drafts as possible, but what I love about the snake draft is, you know, it's a break from the salary cap. I love salary cap drafts, but this is kind of a little more, to me, strategic. You actually feel like you're up against opponents. So just sign up and FanDuel will give you a free entry to a contest each week of the football season where you can win real prizes. Plus, for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to $500 in bonuses instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Go to FanDuel.com slash WaiverWired or download the FanDuel Fantasy app to play now. That's FanDuel.com slash WaiverWired. FanDuel, more ways to win. But my idea to fix the NFC East, could you imagine? Let's just combine it. Okay. With? Let's combine your Dallas Cowboy offense with the Washington football okay. team defense. That's a Super Bowl team. And then you combine, I think that like, be workable. I don't even know if you could do both sides of the ball with the Eagles and the Giants because okay. they're both so bad. I think that you might have to go player by player. But, uh, okay. you know, probably Carson Wentz. Probably more, uh, I, I mean, I don't know who on the Giants that you necessarily, maybe the front four, the run stop was pretty good today against the Rams. Slayton, maybe. Uh, I'm sure Wentz would love to have Slayton and Ingram as some targets or even Golden Tate. I think yes. you combine yes. the NFC East to make two teams that maybe could make the playoffs. 
And they just play each other. All so the time. So at least one of them can have a 500 record. Because the Redskins defense is fantastic. <laughs> um, the offense, on the other hand. But we cannot leave this game. Or the, you, you, the Cowboys are trash. I'm sorry. I don't know who in their right mind was saying, oh, the Cowboys are going to win the end. Why are the Cowboys... They're still going to win the NFC. Who are they? No, it's about the actual, not, the whole NFC. The whole NFC. People were oh, picking. Oh, yeah, no, not Why, the NFC. for like the last five oh. years, have the Cowboys been picked... To go to the Super Bowl as a as a maybe slightly dark horse Super Bowl, candidate. and they made the playoffs like once in those years. Why have they been? Yeah, listen. Have they? You listen to enough talking heads and stuff like that. There's always people who believe that the Cowboys, since in the Dak era, pretty much the last three years, and the final Romo year, they're always like a T. Oh, you gotta watch out for the Cowboys. They got a great offense. They really Jerry, miss Sean Lee. I get it. Do you- I get it. Jerry, do you, do you remember the nineties? Of course, or am I just really old. I am way older than you. I I was like driving around the, in those years. The, the the Cowboys and how good they were, and Troy Aikman and Emmitt Smith great. and Harper Irving, they were fantastic. That's Charles Haley. They will never be that. They will never be that good again. And to me, like I mean, that's that is the Cowboys that I love and that I grew up watching. They'll never. <sighs> I don't think they'll ever be that good again. So I, but I think what happened is people fell in love with the Cowboys. And I mean, and even further back than that. Um, but our strategy I mean, of picking overs, I mean, that game was almost yeah. over in the first half. I think it was what? 31, 14 in the, at the end of the first half. Um, that, that strategy works. We right? have to discuss the Browns though. Cause things did happen. Number one, Nothing brought a smile to my face more than Odell Beckham Jr. doing that to the Cowboys. Oh, that was a game that I think everyone in Cleveland and every fantasy owner around the world has been waiting roughly three years for pretty much. And there it is. I have to say, if you are a fantasy owner of any of the Cleveland Browns at this point, you have to be wanting to send Stefanski the beer of his choice if he drinks because he... He called a gem today. He that, did. Yes, every he did. play, all the reverses. Obviously, we saw the Landry pass. The unfortunate thing is, do we know how bad Nick Chubb's injury is? I thought it was a knee, but then it looked like an ankle, right? Yeah. We got no, yeah, we have like to get that. Will Carroll on the show this Thursday. He will be on because we did lose yeah. some players this week. We did. And we do need to find out what's up with Nick Chubb because that's really important. But you know what the beautiful thing is for since uh for Cleveland, as we discussed, Kareem Hunt would be a starting running back for any other team. So it's unbelievable how deep they are there. And it didn't, it didn't even phase them that they lost Nick Chubb. It phased me because I had him in my FanDuel lineups and I was quite certain he was going to take home some winners for me. Um, and I hope he's okay, but it's amazing that they are going to be okay even without Nick Chubb if they need to Um, be. I they'll, found they'll myself thinking of this when I was watching that game. I found myself trying to name five running backs in the NFL who are better than mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt for fantasy. I'm not talking about blocking. That's I'm not a, talking about blocking. I'm good. literally talking about fantasy value. Obviously, Zeke. Saquon's out, so we take him out of the equation. Camara for sure. It's hard to say Chubb because they take away from each other, but you can say Chubb when healthy. Cook for sure. Can't count C-Mac because he's not healthy right now. After those four, who are you really... I'm just talking about... I mean, it should be Derrick Henry. 
but we didn't even see Derrick Henry play. He's had one, two touchdown game. And Derrick Henry is a second half player. Yes. Like that's just the case. Like Joe Mixon, apparently. Yeah. But I mean, um, and I do like Kareem Hunt at receiving out of the backfield. I, I, I have a share of yeah. Kareem Hunt um, in the league I want to win most, uh, which is the CJ McCollum league. And yeah, that's great for Kareem Hunt owners, um, of course. But I, I just love the Browns and I love Chubb. I well, hope he's not seriously injured. What's really great for Kareem Hunt owners is that a lot of you caught him like in the fifth uh, round. Yes, like me. Um, are we going to say yeah. that? And if I'm butchering his name, forgive me. I doubt you're listening to the show. Uh, Dearness Johnson? Did I say that correctly? I don't know. Nine, I don't know. 13 carries, 95 yards. Um, looks like he might be a viable replacement should Chubb be down for a few weeks. Maybe he becomes the next Kareem Hunt. But man, Stefanski. And also, I even knew... It, uh, FanDuel and I was looking for some sleeper tight ends. I was staring at Austin Hooper for a little while. He didn't Austin have a Hooper. monster game, yeah. but he was such a great target in Atlanta, you know, and look, you're down on Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that was not a phenomenal fantasy performance, but I think mm -mm. that the only way to go for him is up and Stefanski is calling. I mean, he pitched a no hitter today pretty much with the offense. He did, but it didn't really involve Baker Mayfield. So I still don't like Baker Mayfield. For fantasy. That's fine. But Austin Hooper, I did, um, you know, Dallas has been terrible against the tight end. Austin Hooper was supposed to have a good game today, and he did. And that's the way it drew up. Unfortunately, Dallas, you are transparent. <laughs> if that's we, the word you want to use, yeah. I I would have thought yeah. there's a few that maybe came to my mind instead of well, that. But mm, mm. <laughs> I was. Well, nice. um, we're going to segue into now. I mean, this was a really fun one for me. The Bucks Chargers. First off. Oh, you must have been dying at the beginning. Dying though. because. Like so how, well, how many times, though, have we seen, and I love Mike Evans, yeah. have we seen Mike Evans like have a catch <sighs> and then be helped off the field? And is he's yeah. questionable to return. And it happened again. Now, I, I don't fault Mike Evans for that. Football is brutal. And I do think when you're that size and that talented, you draw that much attention. And also he's the kind of receiver, like you really can just put the ball anywhere and he'll catch it. I think it leaves him exposed to take some hits. Now we talked a little bit about Herbert already, but is Mike Evans the, I'm going to say, is Mike Evans the second best target Tom Brady's ever had after Randy Moss? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. Right. You can't really, you could count Gronk, obviously, but Gronk's a tight end. We're just talking about wide receivers. I mean, this is it. Yeah. And Mike Evans was hurt. He, did you see every play he got up? He was limping. Fantasy owners like me are just amazed and saying, Mike Evans, we all owe Mike Evans a thank you. He gutted it out. Now, granted, he was trying to win the game. So if you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneer right. fan, that's what you want to see out of your star wide receiver. But for fantasy owners, Mike Evans really came through. He did. And can we talk about the fact that Ronald Jones was finally somewhat relevant? Ronald Jones, 111 was, yards, you know, they 20 yeah. carries. Um, you did see a few moments though with Brady too today where it's like just the mistakes that the Bucks make. You're just like, he really is like, yeah, this shit doesn't yeah. uh, this is new for me. Didn't this is new. With the Patriots. Um, yeah. He so I'm out. I was a little exposed in this one because my player to watch for, to play for the weekend was Gronk. Gronk only had three targets. They were all touchdown targets. He only finished with one catch for 29 yards. Tom Brady threw a touchdown to everybody 
except for Gronk. Everyone, every other tight end, Bray, Howard, and now it looks like OJ Howard, um, and thoughts to him, it looks like he has a uh, Achilles injury. So um, that's awful. But literally, Brady threw a touchdown to everybody but Rob Gronkowski. So sucks for me. I was off on that one. But uh, this was a fun, for people who paired Brady and Evans, this, this was a fun one. It's a good day. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it ends a, a little day. bit when Godwin comes back, but uh, that was a fun one. I don't, I don't know. I think that um, that Brady and Evans have a bit of a bromance. I do. I think that Evans is the new Gronk, Whoa. like his new favorite guy. I'm just saying, like they've been uh, very googly-eyed about each other on social media. That is true. Now, so, uh, we don't know a whole. Do we know anything yet? about Austin Eckler's injury? No, I don't know much about Austin Eckler's injury, although I'm very sad to see it. Yeah. I love Austin Eckler. So I guess we're just waiting. I haven't heard any updates. No updates yet. And then... Uh, hamstring. I mean, hamstring can be minor or major. I mean, the, the, the good news is they're kind of deep with Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly. As far as right, team, but there's really no viable play. You're not really starting. Are you starting? How deep of a league do you have to be in if you're starting yeah. one of those uh, running backs? I think you would start Joshua Kelly. I think you would if there's no Austin Eckler. All right, let's keep bouncing around here. Um, how did you do in FanDuel this week? Did you do any? Oh, so... I know that was a quick I'm, segue. I won. You want you want some no, that's you want fine. some cash? I won money except for in ours, which was my worst finish ever from the waiver wired. Um, <laughs> because Russ Wilson not mine. did not not come through for me. Did not No, that was a weird game. That like that, that was um, just a weird Lockett didn't have a catch yeah. for and most Tyler of the game. Lockett and I I totally built around that. So um, it was terrible for me in our waiver wired. So that was my, it was bad. I'm trying to think who else was bad for me in the waiver wired one. Um, oh, that's one I'm winning. Hold on. So overall, I won money, but I would rather win our contest than win money. Well, it wasn't my worst week, Jen. I've had worse, but it was Good. a pretty bad week. <laughs> I think I came in 427th <laughs> place out of 460 whatever people that were in there. Yeah. Um, I Well, that's because we had a similar lineup. I lost Did you have Gesicki as well? I lost Chubb. Gesicki sucked. Lost, yeah. and Lockett didn't really, I mean, uh, Lockett didn't do a whole lot. I had, Lockett stunk. I had Burrow Boyd. I had Gronk. Uh, Boyd was good. It was bad. Gronk stunk. Kenyon Drake stunk it up Did for me. Did you start Kenyon Drake in FanDuel? Yeah, because that matchup with the Panthers. And then in another league, I started Chase Edmonds. And that one I won money in. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even crack 100 <laughs> points. I had Gaskin, very pedestrian. I did have C wow. I had CD Lamb, uh, as we discussed. And, that was um, a good start. Yeah, that was not, it was not um, great for me. But I do have to say, too, not great for someone else. Our winner, who was then playing... The mystery guest this week in the one-on-one on the one-on-one -on -one head to head. Last week it was me. So we had our first person go through to the week 16 tournament of champions. This week, I had to dig into the bag a little bit. Okay. You know, some people love fantasy the way you and I do. Some are like fantasy's cool, but I tapped a good, good friend of mine to join this week. Okay. 
my buddy Dominic Lombardozzi. He's pretty much been on every HBO show ever. A lot of you know him from The Wire. He played Herc. He was on Entourage. He played Dom. Uh, and pretty much, like I said, every HBO show ever made, he's been on. Now, Dom dabbles in fantasy, but he's much. He's also a Buffalo Bills fan, which for him was bad because he didn't get to use them really. Uh, but let me just tell you, for our mystery guest, uh, he performed well. He got the W, and it wasn't even really close. It was a route. So, so far, yeah. mystery guests, 2-0 and in the one-on-one contest. Me as the mystery guest, 0-1. So I guess we'll wait a few weeks. If that trend continues and we need to get some people into week 16, I'll just pick again because apparently <laughs> I'm dead money and I'm an easy victory. Um so I checked in with Dom. I told him to play, give me a little voice note. And uh, here's what Dom had to say. Prefacing this with Dom and I all day long, just throw movie quotes at each other. When I say all day long, like there's just thousands of texts and voice notes of movie quotes. So uh, here he is. Come on, come me, Mick. Come on, come me, Mick. I see three of them out there. Hit the one in the middle. And that's what I did. This is Dominic Lombardozzi. Great game, man. Um, until next time, keep swinging that bat. A very humble Dom Lombardozzi didn't even know that I, I called him because he, he I think, was building a treehouse in his backyard. Uh, he's that kind of guy. Like, Dom could build anything. I think you just give him, like, some blueprints. Like, Dom, uh, you know, I wanted to build a garden. He's like, oh, what you got to get is you got to get this. Like, so he built, like, on a weekend, a whole amazing treehouse. Um, yeah, I gave him the update, and he's like, "All right, I'm sending the message over there." And um, maybe we'll just get Dom. I don't know. I almost feel like I want to see if anyone could beat Max or Dom right now, because I'm so trash. Maybe we should at get this. them back. Maybe we should get Max and Dom back. Maybe we should have a, a head to head. Maybe we should just have you play Max or Dom. And, you know, you guys each put in a lineup and we see You know what my wins. problem is, Jen? I try so hard to like to literally set, like FanDuel wants you to do, set the perfect lineup. I try to be so mm -hmm. smart and I try to be so, like, no one's going to think of this. And there's so many people who are better than this than me that they think of it and better. It's <laughs> annoying. Maybe you should just um, follow your heart. <sighs> How are you doing? So seasonal, you're doing okay. You said you're going to lose in seasonal, our auction doing okay. league for the first time. I'm going to lose by like nine points. I'm going to take my first loss. It's such a bummer. Um, but I think I'm still going to be leading in points and still have the most points overall because the team I'm losing to is, I believe, one and two. So they'll be two and two and I'll be three and one. Um, I'm looking like three and one and too. So I'm, I'm, uh, nice. I'm creeping up that leaderboard. Yeah. Again, the Brady to, so it might just the, be... the Brady to Evans thing was pretty fantastic. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm bummed. I literally, if they hadn't played Joe Mixon, this would have been an easy win for me, but Joe Mixon pulling in over 45 points versus, you know, my Dalvin cook with only 31. I mean, <laughs> Oh, this is what I, this is, I mean, I, I benched Rex Burkhead amid all the, the COVID craziness and scheduling just because I didn't even uh -huh. want to have one more thing to think about. And I, uh -huh. I put in Malcolm Brown, who got me 10 points. It was fine. But how bad is this Rams running back situation? What I mean by that is they have three yeah. good running backs. Daryl Henderson That's right. has been killing it for two weeks. I started him in my other league with the football player and then Malcolm Brown decided to be the guy today. 
wh- why? Why did that happen today? Is it just going with a hot hand? Is it a hot hand situation? Yes, I think it is a hot hand situation. And I think that that's the hardest thing about the Rams backfield is that we're not going to know. And I think Sean McVay does it on purpose. I think he completely intends for it to be that way. I don't think he's looking for his lead guy, if you will. And I mean, Malcolm Brown wasn't very good either. And we still are waiting on Cam Akers. We don't know what's going to happen when Cam Akers enters the decision. So it's always hard for me to tell people to start Darrell Henderson because I just get nervous. I know he was good two games in a row, but I almost don't think it matters if they're good or not. I just think that Sean McVay thinks he's really, really smart and he's going to do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, Malcolm Brown, nine carries, 30, 37. Daryl Henderson, or Darrell Harris, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, uh, eight carries for 22. Cooper Cup had a nice touchdown catch. Uh, it's just... I mean, this is just kind of a pathetic Rams offense anyway, and it's just pathetic they played that that's down. all they did, to be they honest. They played down to the competition, yeah. it felt like. Talk about a mess in the backfield. Yeah. I was all excited because Freeman was officially the starter. 11 carries, 33 right. yards. Gallman, six carries, 45. Daniel Jones was the leading yep. rusher for the Giants. Yep. So I just don't think you could start. I just don't think you could start anyone on the Giants at this point. Yeah. Evan Ingram, who I, I think is a really talented tight end. I don't put this on him. I don't think there's enough time for Daniel Jones and, and the routes to even develop with the offensive line. Right. I, I have to move on from Ingram and find myself a backup tight end. Do you have any suggestions? Because I'm only carrying Ingram at this point in this one league. Yeah, right now my backup suggestions are um, Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys if he's still out there. Let's have a look. He's clearly getting targeted, and that's clearly a big offense with a lot of points to go around. Um, I like um, Logan Thomas for Washington. Let me tell you who's who's available. Uh, okay. Eric Ebron, obviously no game this week. Okay. But it doesn't matter for me. Jimmy Graham, who... Yeah, I like Jimmy Graham. Oh, Mo, Mo Alley Cox is available. Mo That's Alley. who I got to get. Mo Alley. Who, you know, That's who you got to get. You made a sneaky good Jack Doyle call early before the season started, but now is that just all up in smoke? Because we know Phil Rivers loves him a tight end, right? We know that. He loves a tight end. So is it, should I put that clean in now? Indy, I would. I, I've got Mo Alley lots of places, and I think that it seems that Philip Rivers has decided he likes him. It doesn't mean Jack Doyle won't still be used. I think he'll still be used. But remember, Indianapolis was able to use two tight ends very effectively last year. They used Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron. So why couldn't it be Mo Alley and Jack Doyle? But I think that Mo Alley is the guy he likes. I do. Yeah, I am going to. I'm doing that right now. I'm trying to figure out who. I, I guess, you know what? That game is definitely happening, right? The, the Mahomes is playing tomorrow. They say that, yeah, that's what they they say. It's happening. It's scheduled. It's eight fifteen tomorrow. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna drop Nick Mullins then, and then there goes my plan. It's either Mullins or Cam Akers. I don't want to drop Akers. No, I wouldn't. And drop I can't Akers. drop Russell Gage because he's my my handcuff for Devon. You don't need to carry Nick Mullins. You can pick Nick, Nick Mullins. Mullins back the only up. reason why I was carrying Nick Mullins was because if that game didn't happen, but that game it's because- happening. Yeah, so you're fine. Okay. Yeah, and obviously you can't use Mullins anyway, so you're good. Now that's looking pretty nice. Okay, all right. You got Patrick that, That's in. I'm probably going to be one in three in this league, so I will get that claim. I'm sorry, Evan Ingram. I love you. I love the Giants. I believe in you. I just don't. There's just not enough time to throw the ball. I'm off of Evan Ingram. Um, Gosh, that was such a tough decision. 
Um, okay, so yeah, I think I'm gonna go two and one. You're gonna you've had a you had a rough seasonal week, but who on the waiver wire? We just talked about Mo Alley. Are, are there any other names that you think that are gonna be jumping off, or do we have to wait for these injuries to play out still? There is a, a player that I put in my deep cuts video I did for Fantasy Alarm on Friday. Um, and then he came through with a touchdown today for Buffalo, and that's Gabriel Davis. And I think it's someone we should be keeping our eyes on. I I need deep cuts at this point because I'm I'm starting to get a little stressed out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is Zach Pascal so like some good deep, you know? Zach targets, Pascal's uh, good. He's Gabriel he's Davis. good. He's gonna be good. Zach Pascal. Yep. Um, trying to think of who else is rather deep. Uh, uh, who else did I have in that video? Had a few different people. Well, we're recording this before the Eagles Niners game. Right. Yeah. Zay Jones, you know, he's someone you can always stash. Corderell Patterson, depending on how they decide to use him, he's someone that's been getting carries. And I have Mo Alley Cox in that video. Um, let's talk about this Vikings Texans game. Okay. And then Dalvin yeah. Cook left for a little while, but <sighs> I, I think Dalvin Cook might have also established himself as, I guess he's not the best fantasy running back because the Vikings have been in some pretty precarious positions but as far as running backs who don't fall or get tackled on the first or second hit he's definitely leading the league in that guys just like bounce off of dalvin cook dalvin cook is so good but also for future reference always start the running back facing the houston defense start everybody they just i mean running backs are just tearing them up uh cook had an awesome game and I think Dalvin Cook is really, really good. And I'm glad they paid him. Now, Deshaun Watson's not when I say Poor Deshaun when I say Watson. he's mad, like he's he's gotta be a little mad. I mean, I'm sure he's not mad. You know, he Houston yeah. has taken care of him. He has a great contract, and I'm sure he loves the city. And, you know, but I I just don't I still don't understand when I look at that offense. I don't understand what I'm looking at. The offensive line still isn't like nobody does great at protecting him, which they were supposed to be better, and maybe they are better in high, in retrospect. But David Johnson was a was a name in that trade for high, and it was like okay, sure, it's ridiculous. Right. It, it's not it. It's not the answer. And Will Fuller is doing as no. good as he can. Will Fuller, I give props to Will Fuller. He's yeah. been as healthy as he could be. Again, he's making almost had a two touchdown. Yeah, game. he's making number one receiver esque plays, but I just don't, I just don't see it. It's the whole thing is ridiculous, and the idea that Bill O'Brien went out and said after the first three weeks, you know, it's going to be better if I get more involved with the play calling. So he himself personally play called this week conveniently when they only had to match up versus the Vikings and not the chiefs, the Ravens or Pittsburgh, and they still stunk it up. I mean, it's not Deshaun Watson, poor Deshaun Watson. You take away his best weapon and you leave him with David Johnson. And as you said, Will Fuller's doing the best he can do, but then you go make a trade for Brandon cooks. Who's constantly concussed Yeah, and a, a super old running back in uh, or sorry, wide receiver in Randall Cobb, who's very good, but this, why I mean, everything about this is why. And I've had so many people say to me, Bill O'Brien should lose his job. But the problem is he's not going to fire himself. And they're in a situation. They're just caught. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm even just looking at deep cuts on this roster. And there are there are none. Like, there's no. just... Even like Kenny Stills is a guy. Kenny well, Stills. You could do Kenny a, Stills. With Miami, I mean, Kenny Stills really did help me win a Super Bowl two years ago with some really... really 
late year points that just shouldn't like I shouldn't have gotten 18 from Kenny Stills but I did um but I just don't oh man they've had an awful schedule I give them that schedule has been terrible but not not today they didn't no they have no excuse for no that was a winnable game I mean and Minnesota showed up (laughs) as best they can and it still was a still was a game I mean it is nice to see that look Kirk Cousins has been shaky fantasy wise to sum it up but i mean mm-hmm. he has weapons like you can't blame deshaun necessarily i'm not saying i blame kirk cousins but i mean dalvin cook adam thielen justin jefferson is uh, you know showing himself to be an unbelievable Legit. fan like where is he gonna go like in next year's draft like i think that's someone people are super excited about yeah. and yeah. you lose dalvin cook for a few plays and got Madison comes right in here and doesn't even miss a beat. So that is a, is a little bit more on Kirk cousins, but uh, yeah, I just don't understand why I just don't understand why I'm not even saying Bill O'Brien should lose his job. I'm, I'm even just talking from a fantasy perspective. I don't, I don't even know. Like if you could start to at this point, I mean, you probably could, but it's just going to be scary. Oh, actually, he ended up being fine in fantasy. I have him in a league. Yeah. He's absolutely fine. He more points than Drew but Brees. But scary, though. Um, it's scary because there's not a whole lot scary. of weapons. Yeah, I'm just more scared that he's going to get injured. Oh, no. Gonna lose uh, yeah, I, no. I Because that O-line is just doing nothing <sighs> for him. And, you know, the Panther-Cardinal game was real interesting. Like, do is there going to... And again, yeah. I'm strictly talking fantasy-wise... If you're if you drafted Kyler Murray, some maybe even like second quarterback gone, you know, maybe after Lamar, I think some maybe even have taken Kyler Murray before Mahomes potentially. You know, he mm-hmm. did finish with three TDs, but that was just a rough mm-hmm. game. And the Panthers defense, I do not think is great, but they certainly looked no. good. They looked fine. Yeah. But only 133 yeah. yards throwing from Kyler. Yeah. And and part of Kyler's, you know upside is that he will make plays with his legs, which is also part of Kenny Drake's downside, by the way, uh, Dander Hopkins is still there. He's got a great weapon. So there's really no excuse for it. Uh, Christian Kirk, your boy came. You got a TD. I mean, it still was not starting on any of my bench, but I'm hoping that that he's going to catch a little bit of fire. Yeah. But I think everyone was a little surprised by this Carolina win that should, should not have happened. And the better quarterback today was Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy two gloves. He did it. (laughs) <laughs> he did it. I was shocked a little bit. Yeah. Not shocked. I mean, I Mike Davis, does he is he someone where like if you don't have McCaffrey, right? And yeah, yeah. once McCaffrey comes back and McCaffrey is healthy, do you still like me? I have Davis, but I don't have McCaffrey. Do I still hang on to Mike Davis? Like, does he have a role in this offense? A- I think you do for a week or two because I think that we may find, like we found with Saquon last year when he came back from his high ankle injury, he wasn't the same old Saquon. And I know Christian McCaffrey's a totally different person, but it may be that they have him on a snap count and Mike Davis is still being used. So I would hold on to him at least for a, a couple weeks. I, and, you know, I, I got to say, Robbie Anderson's must start. I, I think it's official. I think he's officially a must and start. I have him so many places and he was a deep stash for me. And now like, yeah, I should be starting him over Michael Gallup lots of times to get my floor. <laughs> you know, he's got a much more solid floor. I played him in our FanDuel. Do you play him in our FanDuel? I played him in a few FanDuel lineups. I have him in yeah. season long. I He's one of those guys I targeted. Like, you know what? I, maybe this is going to be too early to take Robbie in, but I want yeah. him on my team this year. I hate, I, I, he was my, my favorite player on the Jets. I couldn't even admit that because of how much I disliked the Jets. So now that he had a <laughs> new look and I felt like he's going to be a little happier, 
I mean, he's just a hundred yards and he hasn't even really yeah. broke it. He, he broke that one big play, I think in week one. Right. right. So right, right. that's what he does. He, and he's just been a solid yeah. hundred. He hasn't, he hasn't even had those four catches for 170 games yet, which I think he's gonna, I think he's almost must start as like, obviously your two or three receiver. I think so too. I think he, uh, he's earned it. Ah, oh, Jen, you know, I feel okay. I I feel like I'm starting to figure this out, but I don't know if I could take the, um, the 8,000 points scored in the first half of these games. Uh, and I don't think I could take playing <laughs> Dak Prescott anymore. I mean, playing against Dak Prescott anymore. I can't, I know what you mean. I can't take it. And then I got to sweat out a Matt Ryan game. Like God, these oh, garbage yeah. time points are killing me. And I don't get them the way that others do. I just, I just don't. I didn't get any garbage time points from from Evan Ingram, from Joe Burrow. It just didn't happen that way for me. Sorry. That's oh, all right. Uh, we hit pretty much everything on my journal. Um, yeah, there, there's nothing really I don't think that we covered. Um, it was fun to see Tom Brady in a shootout, which I just feel like mm -hmm. hasn't happened when he was with the Patriots. Um, I benched Devin Singletary and I wrote here because because Josh Allen is the goal yeah. line back, which he was. He had a rushing touchdown. Um, but yeah, there was just a you lot know, of trash Devin talk. the Singletary call Cowboys. was hard. It was tough. Yeah. I, it was hard because like we knew it was a strong matchup for the running back, but the problem was if Zach Moss was going to play, which it looked like he was for a while, and then Josh Allen, it would just made it a tricky play when you had someone like a Darrell Henderson who'd had these two touchdown games and all that, but it's just, that was just a tough call. And that's just why as smart as you can be, guys, you can be as smart and know everything. It's still luck it's still a game there's still human beings that make mistakes or make great plays and that's what makes it great and that's what makes it so much fun because it's never a lock you always have to watch the games. um how soon should we got to be worried officially about josh jacobs again just fantasy wise the raiders are good car was great today oh, that was a I'm fun not game not worried at all they're no. keying in no, 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 i know no, the bills no. defense is exceptional but it also just seems like he is getting a lot of attention right now. Um, because they, yeah, they're trying to staff Josh Jacobs. I don't like it. Mean? Let the man, let yeah. the man cook a little bit. I know. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. Yeah, but he will. He's really, really good at breaking tackles. That's one of the things he's so great at. So, you know, they are focusing on him, but he'll come out of it. I think he's still just a little bit banged up from a couple weeks ago. So I think when he's 100%. And Aguilar looked good. Uh, I guess in I guess in like the Henry Weird. Ruggs spot, I don't really know, but he certain. I mean, yeah. Carr's having a good year, and he also is someone that you might yes. maybe want to consider carrying again if you have. I don't know. I I, I am I am going to be carrying two quarterbacks in every league because uh, at least for a few weeks. Because if anything, that's what this week has shown me that um, I just want to have two quarterbacks, even in the in the league. I have Mahomes and Brady. I want to. So uh, I usually don't do that, but should we talk about, should we give our FanDuel Monday night pick? Yeah. Now we might be aligned here. Is it okay if we have the same pick? I don't think that's a bad thing. I think no, that shows I, unity. I have, it does show unity, but I have a backup pick. I have a great backup pick too. So if you want to go with our boy, yes. our secret boy, then I'll go with the other boy who I really like. So we're good. All right, my fan duel must have for Monday night. Jen, we might be aligned a little bit on this player. I'm not quite sure. I'm going with Robert 
Tanyan, okay? In single game, he's yeah. 7K. In full roster, he's 5,300. Great value there. Obviously, the Packers are without Lazard. We think Adams is going to play. We're not sure. I think even if he does, Aaron Rodgers showed last week that he's liking Tanyan as a target. And I think for that value and the fact that, you know, you can now even put him on a on a full roster game, I, sp- I really like him at the 5,300, but I even think for the 7K in single game, I think it's worth a shot. I think you'll see definitely a few touchdown targets from him. So uh, that is my must-have for Monday night in FanDuel. I absolutely love that Monday night must-have. I will get on board with that. I'm going to build a lineup around it. But my Monday night must-have is Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He has seen 17 targets from Aaron Rodgers so far this year. And as we know, Aaron Rodgers has been fantastic so far this year. Really, really exciting to watch him play. And Scantling is averaging a league-high 18.4 air yards per target. Now, the Falcons at the same time are allowing a league-high 15.66 yards per reception to wide receivers so far in 2020. Now we know there may or may not be Devontae Adams, but there definitely will not be Alan Lazard this week. So I really like looking at Marquez Valdez Scantling. I think that Aaron Rodgers will be looking his way a lot. He is $6,000 in the classic roster lineup, nine player lineup and $10,000 in the single game slate. Let's go. Two games on Monday night, everybody. Two. I'm building a lineup. (laughs) I'm building a lineup with our guys. We're going to win. 